Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Ooh. Good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Ooh. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, y'all. Good morning, y'all. I be having my own little songs in my head. Hey, y'all. Good morning, y'all. Join us. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good morning, my uh, producer. That's what I'm going to start calling him, my co-producer. Got on me about starting so fast. He's like, Mom, you've been coming in like lightning. You just start and you know, give people a chance to get there. So come on in the room. Woo! Come on in the room. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all know how we start this off. Come in with gratitude. One thing. One thing that you are grateful for. One thing that you are grateful for that God has done for you. We are opening the door up with gratitude. We are grateful in all things. So start sharing your thing that you're grateful for this morning. And we're going to get started in just a minute. And if you are new to the devotional, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. And we just want to welcome you this morning. Good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. George King says he is grateful for a brand new start. And I'm with you, George. New starts are so important. And Lamentations, I think 3 and 23 tells us we get brand new mercies and fresh grace every day. I have a friend that we are, um, we are, we are responsible to each other in this season for gratitude. And we did this before, I think one time that my, um, oh, thank you for that, Meredith. You are such a sweetheart. I think it was right after the transition of my late husband, I um, we started doing gratitude together. And so she and I do gratitude together. She We talk to each other for about what we're grateful for and we send some, each other something one time a day and she's like, I'm grateful for and I'm grateful for. And this morning I was grateful for grace. And the fact that I don't have to know everything because that's the point of the Holy Spirit. I used to be such a know-it-all. I used to be such a know-it-all. I just want to. I used to want to just know everything. Like I just want to have everything. I used to want to know. I have all the information and just be a know-it-all. And when we are know-it-alls, then what happens is we quench out the Holy Spirit. Ooh, I'm grateful for healing too. So I don't desire to be a know-it-all. Proverbs three, five, and six says, "Trust in the Lord with all thy heart." Right? Lean not into thy own understanding. I want to be wise, and I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. And I know how I'm not wise in my own eyes is that I have what I... Ooh, me too, y'all. Oh, and y'all, y'all bring something else out of me. Ooh, me too, y'all. Like, I don't want to be... I don't want to have all the wisdom. I don't want to have... Good morning, cuz. 
I don't want to have all the knowledge. I don't want to have all the, I don't have to know it all. I just have to trust God to be God. Do me a favor. Will you share the devotional this morning? Will you drop it on your timeline? Let's make the gospel public this morning. Don't just send it to people in their messenger. That's good. I'm not saying nothing is wrong with that. But don't just send it to people in their messenger. Your timeline, can I be honest with you and real? Your timeline is where people are nosy. Sometimes some people don't even have messenger on their phone. Don't even check their inbox. Your timeline is the quickest way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like it's the quickest share of the gospel, just a click and a share. Or if you take it on YouTube, you take the link and you share it with some people or send it to some people or text some people. Your timeline is the quickest way to share the gospel. And if you if you are new to the gospel and did not know some of this wonderful, amazing artwork that you see behind me is my song, son, just like Anthony Johnson, co-producer of Coffee and Conversations and Cup Christ Unveiling Purpose. This is some of his artwork um, behind me. So you'll see, you may see those pictures arranged out so that I put more of his creations out there, but I love his gift and how it's edifying the body. So good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. If you are just coming in, we are sharing what we are grateful for, and we are going to get started. And we got some prayers, and we got some things we got to do today. And um, I want you to know how important you are today. We are still talking about our spiritual gifts, but God woke me up with something this morning that I want to share. Hey, y'all. Good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Good morning, y'all. Um, I just want to share this morning how important you are, and I think the Holy Spirit is going to give us some things that's going to charge you up and make you look at things, uh, things a whole lot, like a whole lot differently. Look at things a whole lot, see things a whole lot differently. Um, I'm praying that some of the bitterness, can I, can I be real this morning? Y'all know me, I like to be real. I'm praying that some of the bitterness comes out of the body of Christ. Um, God was um, bringing me to myself the other day about social media. Um, social media can be a distraction, but the Lord reminded me how good social media could be. And the point of right now, social media is for us to be social and when for us to be social, um, but to be social in a nice way. Um, and I don't think sometimes we even recognize that we're bitter or that we're sowing seeds of bitterness. So before for us to be responsible to the body of the Christ, and the people that we love and the people around us, I think we need to pause and start asking ourselves, um, should I say this? Is this necessary? Will this build? Woo! Will, should I say this? Is it necessary? Or will it be, we are supposed to have the ministry of reconciliation attached to us. Woo! Glory to God. We are, I'm going to say it one more time. We are supposed to have the ministry of reconciliation attached to us. How are we going to reconcile those that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior when we are bitter and bashing and publicly correcting when the Word of God says we're to go to our brother and sister and not publicly correct our brothers? I feel like flashlights, <laughs> neon lights, come on, that we are to publicly go to our brothers and sisters ooh, 
that we are not supposed to be bashing each other publicly. My God. And just because, can I be real? Just because your personality may be okay with telling like it is, there may be a person that's watching that, that can't handle brashness, that cannot handle that. And you're like, well, that's the way I'm serving it up. And the Lord is like, I need you to serve it up differently. <laughs> I need you to serve it up differently. I need you to serve it up as it's sweet and honey so that somebody can eat it. Um, the scripture says bitter and sweet waters don't run together, right? So the Lord is like, I need you to serve this up. I need you to be tender and responsive. See, we respond a lot of times. Oh, I feel you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this. We respond a lot of times to other believers who we feel like should act a certain way. Ooh. Come on. Here come maturity. Here come wisdom. We respond. A lot of what we post in are for people that we feel like should act a certain way. Like they feel like we should act a certain way. We feel like you should be in a certain level at a certain place, even though you may not even have revelation. So since we feel like people should act a certain way, that's who we respond to a lot socially. Well, what we're forgetting is who we're called to. We're called to the lost who may not know who Jesus is and what Jesus said. And we assume people around us know what Jesus said and who Jesus is. Ooh, come on. Come on, come on, buy the ourselves this morning. Say, I'm going to buy the ourselves. I'm buying the ourselves. Buy the ourselves this morning. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me what part do I have in this. Ooh, show, show me what part do I have in this. Show me if I'm being, if I'm damaging um, my witness. Ask him to show you that this morning. Because this is the whole thing I need you to see. And I'm going to pray in just a second. You, you're, you're like... We're learning about spiritual gifts, but you're the gift. <laughs> Put that in your comments. Write that in your notes. My God, you're the gift. And Jeanette, we don't need him just to guide us in our response. We need to guide him to guide us in what we say, period. Right? It's not just how we respond. It's what we're putting on display. You're the gift. Right? The gift works in you. The gift works through you. If we could really get revelation that we are the gift, it's not about a pastor, it's not just about a teacher, it's not just about apostle. Sheep begot sheep. You are the gift. Stop at your own door this morning. You are the gift. And this is not for something for you to take. I'm the gift. You know, I'm gifted. I'm anointed. I'm talented. No, this is not for you to become um, haughty or high-minded. This means there's, there's a space and something that you have that God wants to work through you. I am the gift that God wants to use. That's a very humbling thing. Ooh, that's a very, that's a very, that's a very humbling thing. That is not a high-minded thing. My dad and I were talking the other day, my dad pastors, and he says, I feel all the time like I'm not worthy. And I'm like, I'm, I, I understand. There's a level of humility that goes with that, right? But I understand my righteousness, right? And so if the Holy Spirit is dispensing gifts, woo, come on, y'all, share this video. Let's get it out there. If the Holy Spirit is dispensing gifts through us 
and each one has a gift, then I need to understand I'm the gift. I'm burying the gift. I'm seed. And I don't want to be seed that's planted, that grows up like weeds, like thorns. Like I don't want to be that kind of seed. Like I want to be the seed that grows up and that when God sees me, he's like, good, well, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. So I got to come into recognition that I'm the gift. Oh my God. Oh, come on. Come on now. I'm the gift. Put that in the comments. When you share the video, I'm the gift. Oh my God. I am the gift. My God, thank you for that. My God. Um, Psalms 8, 4, and 6. It says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Ooh, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou made him, thou hast made him. This is David speaking. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. That means there is something inside of you that you're supposed to use to take dominion over this earth for the glory of God. Ooh, come on, put that in your, your comments this morning. I'm to be used for the glory of God. I'm to be used as an extension of God's hand throughout this earth. I'm to be used by God. I'm here to be used by God. Oh my God. So when I recognize that I'm the gift, you might have to circle that. You might have to chew that up. You may have to ask yourself over and over again, like, where do I not see the importance? Oh, come on, y'all. Where do I not see the importance of who I am to the people that I'm around and to the people that I'm connected to? Where, where do I not see this? And this is what I know. Remember when we first started 1 Corinthians 12? Woo! Thank you, Holy Spirit, for shaking us. Thank you for waking us this morning. Remember when, it was, when we first started 1 Corinthians 12? The Lord dealt with us and asked us to, first of all, recognize what's not of the Spirit. Woo! Come on, y'all. What's not of the Spirit? Arguing is not of the spirit. Uh, lewdness is not of the spirit. Contentions is not of the spirit. Dissensions is not of the spirit. Come on. All of these things. He said, do the research on what's not of the spirit. What's not put in you by the Holy Spirit. Ooh, come on. What's not put in you? My God. Come on, share that in the comments. What's not in you? What could? What are those things that are not put in you by the Holy Spirit? And then the second thing the Lord brought us into recognition of was for us to deal with, hi, for us to, Joe, for us to deal with our idols. Like for us to deal with our idols. What are our idols that we need to deal with? What are our idols that we need to recognize? What, what are those things that are happening in our, be careful, that are happening in our lives that may be interfering with our gifts or with us becoming the gifts? Oh, come on now. What are the things? If God is this mindful of me, mindful and the son of the man, and he visits, he visits me, then I've got to begin to recognize what may be happening or occurring in my life 
that may be interfering with me becoming the gift, right? So that's what we were, those are the things that we've been meditating on, right? So then coming to a place today to recognize, guess what? I've got to realize that the gifts inside of me are for the edification of the body. Come on, Selena. Selena said her short temper. Come on now. Like, come on now. You got to recognize you don't have to share it if you don't want to. Come on now, Selena. Her short temper, right? Um, brashness. What are the things? Gossiping. Jealousy. What are the things in your life that may be squeezing out your gift? Oh, my God. What are even the things that are in your life that may be keeping you from acting like the gift? You may not feel like you are worthy enough. Come on. Andrea said fear. Come on. Oh, I feel. Come on. Let, I hear you, Lord. Fear. What are the things that are keeping you, right? For me, shame used to shackle me. Shame used to keep me from walking. Oh, Teresa said impatience. Impatience. Teresa was my thing. Oh, my God. George King said for him, it was jealousy. Come on now. What are the things? Come on. Yep, Lynette, I was right there. Thought I could not be used. Did not want to be used. Deshanna said insecurities. Come on now. Those things are things that interfere. Come on. With us and our gifts. So what is keeping me from being the gift? Come on, Vanessa said doubt. Come on now. We're dealing with those things this morning. Those things are things. Can I tell you something? Those things. Ooh, somebody else said competition. Ooh, somebody else said complaining. These are the things that have interfered and been a complacency. Come on now. That will not let the Holy Spirit move. Somebody else said procrastination. That will not allow the Holy Spirit to use us. My God, as a gift. Somebody else said timidity. 2 Timothy 10 and 17 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? Or timidity, but power, love, and sound mind. Somebody else said hidden rage inside of us. This is so powerful. Somebody else said it's compromising. Them compromising. Oh, my God. Somebody else said being judgmental. My God, those are all the things that work against us. And so I'm like anybody with ooh, inconsistency. I'm like anybody else. Um, to, to move forward, you need to identify ooh, people pleasing. Come on, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my own story. Come on now. Come on now. Somebody said smoking. Come on now. My God, fear. My God. But can I tell you, you have a Jesus that came to deal with all of that. Somebody else said procrastination and settling. Those are the things as well that's been interfering with them for stressing business. Somebody else said, oh, they got trust issues. Come on now. Those are the things also that are interfering with your gift, right? Oh. My God, what, can I tell you something? How do I recognize? I don't know what may be keeping keeping me. Can I tell you what may help you? Ooh, out of the abundance of what? The heart, my God, the mouth speaks. If you will ask the Lord, someone said just plain out lazy. If you will ask the Lord, give me eyes to see. Right? We pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 21 over us. 
Lord, give me eyes to see. You got to give God, you got to give God permission to do a greater work inside of you because there may be somebody says social media, my God, right? It can become distracting. Ephesians 1, 17 and 21. I keep asking. Woo, come on now. I keep asking. This is Paul talking, but you can pray this for yourself. I keep asking. Woo. My God, somebody said ignoring God-given intuition. Oh, and we cannot afford to grieve the Holy Spirit because when we grieve the Holy Spirit or when we spend are less sensitive to hearing his voice, then what happens is a wall is a wall is built up that makes it more difficult for us to keep here. So when I when I don't understand that the gift is inside of me, that the Holy Spirit desires to really work through me, right? My, my, then I harness and I hold the gift ooh, instead of releasing the gift. Every that thing that you named becomes a barrier or a wall. Ooh, come on now. Come on. Tear down the strongholds. Everything that you name becomes a barrier or a wall. See, this is what devotional time looks like before God. Your personal, intimate, devotional time is not just for God to hype you up. Your personal, intimate, devotional time is for you to devote time to the Father, for Him to love on you, for you to love on Him, and then for Him to even reveal to you the things in you that are not like you, and He will do it so gentle. So, Ephesians 1, 17 and 21, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know Him better, period. I got to get wisdom and revelation so that I know God better. That's the very first thing. We have so many misconceptions about who God is and the promises of God that that will keep us from even receiving the gift. If I think, I remember one time I had posted something about something God had revealed to me. And somebody, somebody texted me and was like, oh, you getting a whooping by God. I said, where is that scriptural? Like, where is that scriptural? Now, Timothy tells, tells us that all, all scripture is breathed by God, right? Oh, my God. All scripture is breathed by God. All scripture is breathed by God, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, right? So can I tell y'all something significant? Um, I don't know where this God whoop me thing came from, right? God corrects, God disciplines, God chastises, but because we connect things in our flesh all the time to um, spiritual things, what happens is this really can hinder us. I don't know about you, but whoopings didn't work for me. <laughs> Growing up, whoopings did, whoopings, like, I'm not saying my mother disciplined me, but whoopings for somebody else could be associated to a very negative behavior that would keep somebody from growing close in the relationship with God. If God created you and, and, oh, 
come on now. If God created you and he loves you, don't you think he knows how to deal and talk to his child? He's not this God that's trying to keep you away from him. He's a God that's trying to draw you close to him. He doesn't want you, 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 he wants you to be close to him. He wants you to be in a relationship with him. He corrects, he chastises, he disciplines. But the whole thought process of, oh, God is whooping you. It would shut me down as a person. Ooh, come on now. We got to correct some of those things that may be hindering us from coming into the first part of what the scripture says here. I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus, oh, this is good for me. The glorious Father may give you a spirit of wisdom, of revelation, so that you may know him better. He wants to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so you know him better. Oh my God, ask for that this morning. Lord God, give me a spirit of wisdom. Give me a spirit of revelation so that I know you better. Any idea of who I thought you were, I want that removed from me. Any limited perspective of who I thought you were, I need, I need to know you better. I need the wisdom. I need the knowledge of who you are. That's the first thing he said. You got to get revelation. Lord, open my eyes to see so that I can know you better. I want to know. I want to know you better. I should be like David when I am even in my worst places. David has sinned. Had, had, he had sinned when he was lusting over Bathsheba, right? But when he slept with Bathsheba and had Uriah killed, he had sinned. But he didn't stop pursuing God. He knew his dependence on God. He was like Paul said in New Testament, every time I try to do right, I wind up doing wrong. David knew that his life was still utterly dependent upon who God was. Woo! So God said David was a man after his own heart. Why? Because David was in constant pursuit of God, even in his mess ups, even in his fallacies, even when he failed. Right. Right. So can I tell you something? Even like I think because it was powerful. Um, Yara said judgmental. Judgmental used to be one of my worst things. And one of the reasons I was so judgmental was because I really saw or thought that's how God treated me. Because when I'm in the image of my father and I understand the image of my father, I'm not acting or displaying in those things. Come on now. So Lord, I thank you for the wisdom. Then he says, then pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Come on now. Pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Oh, come on. Let's break this down for a second because I think it's important for us to understand, right? I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, and they were saying to me, like, what what happens to me when, like, something major happens for me and then I start downplaying the situation or I don't feel like I'm worthy enough for this ha to have happened to me? And I said to them, I said, because you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ. Like, you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ. If you understood who you are in Jesus Christ and you understood the divine time of the God and you understood how God wants to work through you, then you wouldn't even be consumed in your worthiness. 
because you would know the things that are happening for you are because this is what God designed for you and your self-worth is in him. So he says, enlighten, let's, let's define enlighten. He says, give someone greater knowledge or understanding about a subject or a situation. Woo, my God. So when he says, pray for you to be enlightened, he said, I pray that your heart, the eyes of your heart, let's go back. Let's go back. Why is he praying the eyes of your heart? Why You got to pause there. We can't keep running through scripture. We're trying to walk in our spiritual gifts so that we can be um, um, beneficial to the body of Christ. That's why we're here. Not beneficial just to the body of Christ. Beneficial to this world. We spend so much time trying to be beneficial to the body of Christ that we forget we call to a lost world. Can I, can I pause and just sit there? Can I say it one more time? We have, I need to say it one more time. We have spent so much time trying to be beneficial, trying to get people who are supposed to believe to believe, trying to get people who are supposed to believe to endorse us, that we have forgotten about the lost world. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us for giving about your lost sheep. We have been, we have been spent so much time trying to get people to sign off on us. Come on, yeah, Drea. Like that we have forgotten that we are called to the lost. And we are offending and losing the lost. Oh, Jesus. Because we've so been, been so busy. Now I understand why you want me to pray what you want me to pray. Because we have been so busy trying to, to get people the, the body of Christ, right? With the, those that are already called to the body of Christ are saved, right? Like, so we have spent so much time trying to be called to the body of Christ. We are forgetting about those that are hurting, that are broken, that are lost. We're not, my God, or my God, which our messages are becoming confusing. So we're asking the Lord, enlighten, right? What are the eyes of my heart? What are the eyes of my heart? What does that mean? What are the eyes of my heart? How does my eyes, how does my eyes need heart? What are the eyes of the heart, right? What, what is that? What is, what does that mean? What is going on, right? When we see um, through the eyes of our heart, that means I'm seeking insight of everything from God. If out of the abundance of my heart, my God, the mouth speaks. My mouth is only saying what's in my heart. Woo! My mouth is only saying what's in my heart. My Whatever you hear come out of my mouth is on my heart. So doubt, fear, judgment, insecurity, whatever else, whatever is in my heart. This is why the parables of the soul, the soil is so important, right? The, the parable of the soil is so important so you understand how things get planted in our heart. So when I'm saying the eyes of my heart, when he's saying I need the eyes of your heart, he's saying we, we need to, like, the light, through the light of Jesus, our hope is increased, right? We believe those things that even seem impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We, we understand when we see eyes, right? We, they're compared to lamps, right? So the eyes of our heart gives us insight. Come on, Holy Spirit, break this down. It gives us insight into the heart of God. We are not just living religion. 
We are spiritual beings. We are ambassadors in this earth. You are not of this world. We are not of this world. You are not of this world. You did not come from this world. Come on now. You are ambassadors. You are in this earth. You are an ambassador of Christ. My God. So when I understand that and I ask him and I'm praying, I'm like, enlighten the eyes of my heart, right? So that I can understand the hope to which you call me. Oh, God. Why did you call me? Why did you say I was a chosen generation? Oh, come on now. I hope you... Why did you call me? Put that in the comments. Put that in your notes today. Why did you call me? I don't want to be caught up in I'm I'm done. I want to be done today because this is personal to me. I don't want to be caught up in anything else. Why did you call me? Why am I here? How do you have need of me? How can I say? But the eyes of my heart has to be enlightened. So when we go back to the things that we listed in names, right? Ah, God, all of those things that are in our hearts that are not like God. So here Paul is saying, he said, I'm praying for y'all that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably, incomparably great power for those that believe there's a rich inheritance right there's a rich inheritance and if you called me to serve you to worship you to love you right because that's the first base to be in wisdom to be in faith you desire my faith you want me to love you you want me to be in fellowship in you that's the first understanding of the call <laughs> he created you for his glory he set his affection on you. So if he said if he created you for his glory, he desires to be in relationship with you. He set his affection on you. Ooh, why would he be bitter, ugly, and mean towards you? Bitter, ugly, and meanness towards you is not going to draw you close to him. Thank you, Lord. Why would he be? So if that's what's keeping me from coming close to him, come on, y'all. If that's what's interfering with my understanding that I really don't know how much you love me, right? So he says, he says, the riches of his glory say here is in his holy people, and it's comparably great power for those who believe. This is the same power as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is working in you and desires to do a greater work in you. So I got to give more revelation of who God is. And when we say I'm created for his glory, that is not for my edification. That is not for me to be seen. It doesn't mean that I won't be seen, but it is not for me to be seen. We, we get so, we, we don't even understand the weightiness that comes behind the glory. We don't even understand the power and the transformation that comes behind the glory. Oh my God, I was created for God's glory. What does that mean? Because his glory transforms us in and out. His glory is not for us 
We, I'm trying to put his glory on display. That does not, that is not what it means. We try to display the glory. Woo! When the glory is to live inside of us so that we can carry our gifts and talents to every person that we are called to impact. Ooh, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. We got to get revelation of this. So my God, I'm not, oh, okay, you know, I'm created. I'm created for God's glory. That glory is transforming us. That glory is pulling stuff out of us. That glory is changing our nature. That glory is making us more like Christ Jesus. That glory is opening. That glory is not about us being on display. That glory is not about us being seen. That, that glory was sent to transform us into the image and the likeness of Christ so that we can be glory carriers and our light, right? Imagine you had a candle. Imagine you had a wick and the person standing next to you, their candle is not lit. Oh my God. The person standing next to you, their candle isn't lit. So then... Because your candle is lit. Remember the scripture says, Oh my God. Oh, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My, Matthew 5, 14 and 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So your light that you carry when we come into a dark person or a person that has not been lit up, then your light is supposed to be used to light the next person up. Right? But for his glory and his capacity, not from a forced place. Oh my God. Let me pray because we got to get out of here. There's so much wealth in this. There's so much to chew on. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're pausing enough to chew. This is a lot. This is a lot. Like, this is a lot. This is a lot to digest. This is a lot to tear down the strongholds. This is a lot to pull us out of the dark places. So let me say this because I want to pray for the ministry of I want to pray for the ministry of reconciliation and relationships. And then we're going to get out of here. But I also want us to recognize the things that keep our light or try to dim our light or try to pull us in, right? God was sharing with me this morning how much relationships impact us from walking into the fullness of who we are, right? I'm going to give you something personal out my own personal testimony, right? Not to draw you close to Lakeisha, but to draw, draw you closer to Jesus. So something happened to me very young. I cannot get into the details of what happened um, because it could harm somebody else. I don't want to get into that. But something happened to me very young. And the Lord revealed something so powerful to me recently about what happened to me very young. Well, what happened to me very young, let me, and it was repeatedly, and it was not sexual abuse, it was more, it was more mental abuse, it was mental abusive. And when it happened to me very young, um, what it did was it left me feeling rejected, right? It left me feeling rejected. Well, when rejection is introduced to a person 
birth out comes insecurity, fear, worry, doubt, and all of those other things, right? So this series of events that occurred that made me feel rejected as a very young girl put me into a position and a place to always deal with relationships um, where I was always, I thought I was being the peacekeeper and the peacemaker, but really what I was doing was I was always trying to secure the relationship. So anytime something happened to me, and I'm going to use an example because, well, I can share that. Yes. What happened was um, a person that was very important to me would stop talking. Every time they got mad at me, they would not talk to me and they would go long periods of not talking to me, long periods of not talking to me. Well, every time that they would not talk to me, rejection set in, right? Well, it confused me. So then what I would try to do was I would try to overperform or prove that I was good or um, always try to make the situation right between us. Well, when that happens, what you do is your nature comes into a position and place where you're always trying to people please. Or where you're always trying to be the one to make every situation right. When in fact, um, you might not be able to make every situation right. And even after you apologize to a person, right? And then they choose not to receive your apology, right? Then if rejection is still leading you, you are constantly trying to fix the situation, make the situation perfect, make the situation right, right? Well, God revealed to me that was a result of some, that behavior was a result of experiencing some rejection in my life, right? So when you experience that rejection in your life, then you, then you get in pursuit of relationships, trying to make every relationship right, trying to make every relationship fix every relationship, trying to always salvage. Well, what happens is when you're like that, you'll people please and you'll constantly find yourself in a place of um, relationships becoming idols. And when relationships become idols, they interfere with who you've been called to be in Christ Jesus because you will always be in pursuit. Well, that's an interference. That's a distraction. That's your affection being set on something in this earth instead of your affection being set on things above. Woo! I'm just giving you what he gave me. It was the most powerful thing ever. So when, when that happens, when that happens, then what happens next is every relationship after that is guided. So you're always trying to fix things. You're always trying to build things. You're always trying to renew things. You're always trying to be the person to, to put things in place to the point where it drives you outside of your truths, right? Well, when the eyes of your understanding are not open to how God feels about you, not people. God feels about you. You got to know how God feels about you when people not feeling you. When people not saying, when Jesus came, he was like, 
They were like, uh, your mothers and brothers and sisters out here. He was like, my mothers and brothers and sisters are those that do the will and live in the kingdom of God. That's who my brothers and mothers and sisters are. That's who I'm interested in. I cannot be caught up in these earthly relationships. So the Lord began the, the Lord began to show. No, Lysandra, most people had no idea of what they were doing to us when we were young, right? But the devil did. The enemy of your soul knows exactly, activated you knows exactly what was happening. You're, the enemy of your soul knows exactly what's happening. Like he knows. He knows. The enemy of your soul knows this. The enemy of your soul knows the, every place of rejection that hits you, right? And so then sometimes his trap is to bring you into relationships that will make you feel more unworthy. If you begin to track your relationships, you'll find out you were always caught up in another relationship in which you were trying to always fix, heal the relationship. When there were so many other things that were deeper or wrong, right? Like there were deeper or wrong. And so, no. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hold on, y'all. Y'all stay with me. How did that happen? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It, it, no, it's doing something strange. Hold on. Oh, y'all, hold on. Oh. I don't know what's happening. The camera flipped. It's doing strange things. Can y'all see me? Oh my gosh. Don't move your hand, Joe. Move your hand. This is so powerful and potent. What happened? Oh my God. Okay. We're going to stay right there. It looks real strange. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm right side up, but it looks strange. Oh my God. But it's not right on my camera. So I'm going to keep teaching. So then every relationship after that, right? Y'all see me? Okay. Y'all see me. Okay, that's fine, but it's not right on my camera. Every relationship after that um, would support the same rejection, would support the same insecurity, would pull you into the same place. Well, when you don't get into the position or place to understand that rejection was the root of this, every relationship that you're tied into after this, right? Every relationship, everything that you're tied into after this, your rejection becomes the guiding force of how you deal with that relationship. So I want to pray for us and I want to get out of here, right? I want to pray for us and I want to get out of here. Um, okay, it's right this side. That's fine. So we stay, we keep teaching, push past adversity. Um, so every relationship after this, right? Every relationship after this, um, after this, that we've experienced always been relationships where I've been the person always trying to overcompensate. I thought it was being a peacekeeper, right? I was like, I'm the peacekeeper. And the Lord began to show me, no, this is not about you being the peacekeeper. This is deeper than this. This is rejection leading you to be in a continuous flow of unhealthy relationships. So with that being said, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for the eyes of our understanding because these relationships can keep us from carrying the light we need to. I want to pray for the eyes of our understanding to be open in relationships. I'm praying for, uh, for the Lord. I'm, I'm just going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding where our relationships are concerned. 
Father God, we're buying the eyes out this morning. Show us the relationships that have been hindering us. Show us the relationships that can be reconciled. And Father God, you go and do the greater work so that the relationship could be reconciled. That is not on us. <laughs> you are the one that has to reconcile the relationship. So Holy Spirit, be our advocate and go and reconcile the relationship. You be the one that's speaking the other person's ear. Father God, bring us to a place where we can heal in this relationship. Lord God, also show us the relationships, Father God, that are not for us in the season and give us the strength, grace, and peace to walk away from those relationships. Lord God, we want to honor you and we don't want anything happening in our lives that is not of your perfect will. Lord God, let us make peace in every relationship, Lord God. Show us the unhealed places, my God, in which has been leading us in our decisions, in our relationships, Lord God. We thank you for restoration where restoration can occur. We thank you for the peace that's overwhelming our heart, the peace that gives that's beyond our understanding. And we thank you, Father God, that you are doing a greater work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we receive that by faith. That's our spiritual truth. That's where we are right now. Um, ask the Lord to help you heal. Um, if you have already apologized to someone and they don't receive your apology or they don't share with you um, how they felt, let it go. Like, leave it alone. It's not on you to continue to pursue the relationship to try to make this person feel better about you. People have to feel better about you on their own. People have to value you on their own. People have to do that. What you have to turn around and do is make a resolve how much God loves you. Make a resolve how God feels about you. Clear the air. Make sure your conscience is clear. Make sure you haven't done anything. You know, ask the person, hey, is there anything that I've done to offend you? And if they never tell you, there's nothing else you can do about that. Don't put, make this relationship an idol and a driving force in which you continuously are on the same road and the same path because that is doing damage and that is detrimental to you. God wants to heal all your unhealed places so that you can properly carry his glory in Jesus name. Amen. I'm out of time. I'm not going to be able to do our daily confession. I hope you do your daily confession, but I want to do some reminders. Um, and I'm glad y'all were patient with me. It's so funny because it looks turned upside down. Um, I'm glad you guys were patient with me. Um, but remember tonight, ladies Bible study, we're becoming better financial stewards. Ladies, also tonight I'm going to talk about our next book and how we're going to do the next session. Um, pray for your heart to be tender and responsive. Pray the things that God led us to today. Because once God heals you from rejection, it's a powerful thing, I promise you. And there is a healing that comes from rejection that will lead you in very fluid places in your relationships to enjoy your relationships, to receive the love of your father. Because what the enemy's goal is, he wants you so damaged that you won't properly receive the love of your father. And you'll constantly be seeking people to fill you up. And people were never meant to fill you up. The only person that was meant to fill you up 
is Joe, come here, is is God. Like you're the uh, the God is the only person that is meant to fill you up. So um, tonight, ladies, Bible study, February nineteenth, feed the streets. Um, what else? What else? Oh, pillow talk this Saturday. If you register for pillow talk, I already sent the email out. Make sure you check your email. Um, if you register for Pillow Talk, we starting on time and it's going to be so powerful. I'm so glad God gave me this. I hope this was a blessing to you today. I hope this is something you can meditate on. Remember, devotional time. You got this today. Guess what you get to do? Take this and break this up until we get to next Tuesday so that we can learn more about our gifts and how to use our gifts. I love you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. Hold on, let me do one more thing. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. You are removing all bitterness from us. That we will no longer be bitter. Woo! Lord, drive out the bitterness in Jesus' name. Replace the bitterness with your love in Jesus' name. Amen. God's people are not supposed to be bitter people. I hope you receive this word today. If this word, if this word has been a blessing, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give LMJMinistries.org. I'm just doing all the wrong things today. LMJMinistries.org, and you can give there, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T. Is it R-Y? I forget. Come <laughs> on. Y'all, this word was so powerful, I'm throwing off. Y'all know what to do. Go to those places. You can give there. My second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Father God, in the name of Jesus, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray this prayer, send us an email, info at justbeanlmj.com. You know, Vanessa, I laugh at myself. This whole thing is funny. I love y'all. Don't forget, share the video. Put it somewhere else. Somebody needs to hear this today so that they can get free and so that they can become the gift that they are in Christ Jesus. I love you so much, but God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Love. Peace. And blessings. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.